Both of them are seniors this year. Uh, and I've got to watch them grow um, from little boys to godly young men. And um, I'm so proud of them. And just the fact that they're, I said, hey, you got, will you speak? Yes, ma'am. Will you speak? Yes, ma'am. And um, they're, Sister Laura left me a really good group because I don't do nothing with them. They're just good. They're just really good. Um, but uh, the first young man that's going to come is Alex, and I know that he's got a word. I've nicknamed him the Reverend uh, because he is, and I know he's going to come and he's going to have a great word. And then after the Reverend, we're going to have Kaiser come, and he's going to bring the word. And he's going to open up the altars. And so I really want to encourage you all, you guys, only get to see a small glimpse of what I get to see every Wednesday and every Sunday. We are blessed with our young people. We are blessed with our young people. And we have the best of the best. And I'm glad you guys get to see just a small snippet of what the Lord is doing in Alex and Kaiser's lives. And so I, I pray, I'm going to pray over them. And I hope you guys are open and receptive and you're going to hear what they have to say and not only hear what they have to say, apply it and leave here changed. That's what this is all about. We get up here and we worship and the spirit of the Lord moves in, but we're not up here playing church. There's a reason we're here tonight. We're here because we met the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I'm so glad that he showed up and honored us with his presence tonight. And I know that's going to continue with the words that these young men will have. And so if you guys will help, help me pray over these two young men as they deliver the word tonight. Dear Lord, thank you so much for awakening youth, their passion, their servants. They're willing to be used by you, God. Lord, I pray that you touch Reverend tonight. Bless him, anoint his words. Let us be open, receptive, willing to hear what you have for us tonight. Lord, I pray that you touch Kaiser as he brings the word, anoint him, and speak through him. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Reverend? I first want to give honor to Sister Sheila for giving me the opportunity to speak up here, and I appreciate everything that you do for the youth group. And uh, if you'll turn to your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14, I'm going to be reading verse 13 through 21. And it says, When Jesus heard of it, he departed thence by ship into a desert place apart. And when the people had heard thereof, they followed him on foot out of the cities. And Jesus went forth and saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion toward them, and he healed their sick. And when it was evening, his disciples came to him, saying, This is a desert place, and the time is now past. Send the multitude away, that they may go into the villages but themselves, and buy themselves victuals. But Jesus said unto them, They need not depart. Give ye them to eat. And they said unto them, unto him, We have here but five loaves, and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up the fragments that remained twelve baskets full. And they that eaten were about five thousand men besides women and children. And the subject tonight is, give it all you got. You may be seated.
What's interesting about this passage is that Jesus got some news that John was beheaded and died. It was someone who he loved that he cared for, and he was now gone. And while, while he's gone, Jesus is trying to process in his mind that the death of John, the disciples, would also try to get in their minds that John had passed. Is there people in here like you, when you're going through things or your um, relatives had just died, you just want to go alone and you just want to heal by yourself? Or am I the only one in here? Jesus goes to a desert place. Jesus goes to a desert place to try to process the death of John. And when the people heard that he was going there, they followed him. That, to me, is a hunger when the people are willing to go to the wilderness because Jesus is there. They'd rather be in a dry place with Jesus than to be in a fruitful place with Jesus. They're like, bro, y'all ain't bring none to? And they're like, well, God will provide. Y'all ain't bring none. Well, hold on. Let me restart. They're like, bro, y'all ain't bring nothing to eat? And they're like, no, God will provide because I'm in the wilderness with him. They were so comfortable with Jesus that they didn't bring anything to eat. They said, God ain't going to let us die of starvation. He's going to provide food for us when, when he's seen them moved with compassion to them and he's healed their sick. The disciples came and said, this is a desert place and the time has now passed. Send the people back so they can buy food for themselves. But the Almighty God said, do not send them back. Give them something to eat. He said, this is a desert place. They need to eat or they'll starve. And when John translates this story, they said that we don't have enough money to buy them anything to eat. We don't have the ability to give everyone what they want. They said, the only thing we have here is five loaves and two fishes. And John says, there is a lad here, but he has only five, lo- five loaves and two fishes. That's all he has. There's a young person. He's got some, but he don't have everything. He has a voice, but it ain't special. Imagine if we had a time where we all fellowship, and I was the one who was leading it, and I only brought five loaves and two fishes. Now, y'all going to be mad because y'all going to be hungry, and I ain't going to have nothing but five loaves and two fishes to give y'all. And the people are like, yo, we hungry to the young one. And he's like, uh, well, see, I only have food for me. I don't got food for y'all. So it's crazy when someone asks us to do something, we come up with these spiritual reasons not to use the gift that God gave us. I say that because I felt that way. We feel like, well, I haven't been praying enough. You know, I just, been, I, I just haven't been doing good with God. I've been trying to live for him, but there's some downs in there. There's some strugglings in there. As I was sitting down and praying for God to give me a word to speak to his people, to y'all, I was battling with thoughts that came to my head of all the things I personally go through, the things that I struggle with. And I was like, God, I don't feel like I need to be used by you right now. I mean, look at the things that I have going on right now. Look at the things that I'm doing right now. I don't want to be used by you, at least not right now. Let me get like a little week or so to get back fully right with you. But God is not like that. No one is perfect. And I, was, and I was sitting there, and he told me, Alex, despite everything you go through, just give it all you have. Just give it all you got, and I will use you to reach my people. And God reminded me to tell y'all that God isn't looking for someone perfect. He's looking for someone just to give them all that you have, and he'll use that raw potential. And he'll use that raw potential to reach the people and do miracles in your community. And then some people are like, well, 
we really don't have that many people come to our church. I reflect this back to where it, where it, where it says about the desert place. We feel like this church isn't a we feel like this church is a desert because not a lot of people come here like other churches. But when you just give it all you have to Jesus, Jesus, he'll make that desert place into a fruitful place. This will be a place where Jesus fits those, this Jesus with his glory. Going back to the lad only had going back to the lad where he only had five loaves and two fishes. We are fearful to be used by God because we minimize the five loaves and two fishes. But sometimes we have to just pour it out with Pour it out what God has given us, no matter how it looks, and we have, no matter what it looks like, and we have to pour that into someone else's life because someone else needs that. There are many people who are hurting in this world that needs to find Jesus, that need to know who he is. And if we can just give all that we have to him, then Jesus can use that and reach those people that we've been wanting to reach. I come here to tell you tonight that no matter the situations, the struggles, the pain that you're going through, the ups and downs, just give everything to God that you have and see what happens when you do. God will use you for his kingdom and you'll become stronger in him and your relationship with him will become stronger than it is now. And that's all I have for you. What a word. We got to give it all we got. We got, to, we got to give it all we got. Thank you. That was a, that was a great word. Uh, like uh, Alex said, I give honor to Sister Sheila for allowing me the opportunity to speak and to a pastor as well. I always get a little nervous as soon as they hand me the microphone, but I'm a nervous person sometimes. But um, I'm going to be reading from John chapter 1, verses 46 through 49 tonight. It says... And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip saith unto him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, and saith of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael saith unto him, Whence knowest thou me? Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. Nathanael answered and saith unto him, Rabbi, thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. I want to preach to you for just a little bit tonight on the topic, come and see. Come and see. You may be seated. So as we see in this portion of scripture, you have uh, Nathanael and Philip talking and Philip tells him to come and see that the Messiah has come and Nathaniel says, Nazareth, he says, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nazareth was a very small town, but uh, Nathaniel ends up coming. And as he's talking to Jesus, Jesus tells him, I seen you other, under the fig tree. Nathaniel was under the fig tree. He was perhaps praying or he needed a breakthrough or he just needed a break from everything, but There was something significant of why God saw him under the fig tree. He was there all alone. Nobody else was around him. He was there closed in in a quiet spot with Jesus or praying with Jesus. And nobody else was there to see him. You see, just exactly how Nathaniel was there underneath the fig tree by himself. 
that's how Jesus sees us tonight in some of our situations and some of the things that we go through. He knows what we're battling with. He knows what we're struggling with. And I want to tell you that he's heard every prayer that you've ever prayed. Your situation might feel hopeless. It might seem like it's too late. There's nothing that can happen. Nothing good can come from you. You might feel like a lost cause. But Jesus says that you still have hope. You still have purpose. You still have a spot at my table. He says, I still want you. Every sleepless night, every valley, every tear you've cried, God saw it. He saw it. So, anyway, going back to, can anything good come from Nazareth? If Jesus came from Nazareth, that means the Holy Ghost did too. Because that's God's Spirit. And the Holy Ghost is a comforter. And it'll help you. You see, Psalm chapter 34 verse 8 says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusteth in Him. He has a future for you. So come and see at an altar tonight how your life can forever be altered. You see, I've come to preach hope to someone tonight. You felt lonely. You felt like nothing good could ever come from you. That's a lie from the devil though. You see, Luke chapter 19 verses 2 through 6 says, And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus when he was the chief among the publicans and he was rich and he sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press because he was little of stature and he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was to pass that way and when Jesus came to the place he looked up and saw him and said unto him Zacchaeus make haste and come down for today I must abide at your house And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. You see, Jesus went to the house of a horrible, lying tax collector who was a thief. But you know what? He went to the house of a horrible, lying tax collector and he changed him forever. You see, he, he turned Zacchaeus around in a way to where he gave back more to the people than what he ever took. You see, God's ready to turn you around. He's ready to fix your situation. He's ready to give you a new name. Satan might have robbed you of your dream or your promise, but God is ready to give you back everything Satan tried to rob you of. So if you want your joy back, if you want your peace back, if you want your hope back, if if you want your promise back, God is ready to give it back to you tonight. You don't have to wait. You don't have to continue to live in your trial. You don't have to continue to walk in a valley. But God's ready to lift you up. He's ready to exalt you. He just wants you to come and see. He wants you to come to an old-fashioned altar. He wants you to come down here. And He's ready to give you life. And He's ready to give it to you more abundantly tonight. He's ready to restore you. So in closing tonight, if the music can come, y'all can stand. If you don't have the Holy Ghost tonight, and you want the Holy Ghost tonight, you can come and you can receive it joyfully, just like how Zacchaeus received Jesus. He received him joyfully. You see, Zacchaeus had to climb a tree. He had to climb a tree. That's how desperate he was. There was something in Zacchaeus that made him hungry. There was something in Zacchaeus that said, I know there's more out there. I know there's a way that I can get out of my situation. I know there's a way where I don't have to be a thief no more. I don't have to be a liar. I don't have to be a cheater. I don't have to be a deceiver. 
You see, he climbed a tree. He had to put a little bit of effort into it. But that little bit of effort paid off. That little bit of effort might have to be you coming, taking the first step down here to an altar, saying, Jesus, I'm sorry, Lord. I'm sorry for everything I've ever done. I'm sorry for the way that I've lived. I'm praying, Jesus, restore me. Pull me up out of my valley. Pull me out of my situation, Jesus. I want to serve you. I want to live for you. I want to be everything you've called me to be. So tonight, in closing... Just come and see. Come taste and see that the Lord is good. He's ready to give you a new name. There's a song that says there's a new name written down in glory. And it's mine. It's mine. I taught a chapel today, this afternoon at KCA. And I talked about how a fence can only hold you for so long. And you see, you've got to walk down the right path. You got to take the right path because the right path, the narrow path will lead to heaven. So tonight, come and see. Come and see. I I open these altars. God, have your way tonight. Have your way tonight, Jesus. Have your way tonight, Lord. We thank you.